during our first day of class, he actually said, okay, we're going to fully immerse ourselves into, you know, the English speaking environment. And it would really help if we all had English names that we could address each other as. Um, but after a while, it started to, um, I, I guess I just got used to it and it grew on me. But, you know, it always just felt a little bit like I was um, kind of living in someone else's shoes just during those mm -hmm. couple hours that I was, you know, in that environment. And also, it was very difficult to remember the names of my other friends who, yeah. you know, also had to take on English names. Yeren Yoon was born in Seoul, South Korea, but has lived abroad most of her life. At seven years old, she moved to Massachusetts with her family where she started kindergarten. In second grade, she moved to Thailand where she completed primary school. Yeren returned to the US to obtain her bachelor's in international studies and a master's in public administration. She now works as a market analyst at a B2B agriculture platform called Tridge, based in her home of South Korea. Yaren is able to use her international background and multicultural exposure to cross-communicate with both fellow Tridgers and clients across 45 plus countries. Today's discussion involves Yaren sharing her story about being randomly assigned an English name aged just five and reclaiming her Korean name a few years later. Names enrich with meaning, a part of one's identity and hold such importance. Welcome to That's My Name. I'm Maya Mitsko, September Welford. What's your name? My name is Yeren Yoon. In Korean, it's pronounced Yoon Yerin. Wow, thank you um, for sharing, Yeren. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to have you on as a guest today. I thank know you. That, I know that you've not always been known as Yeren. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about the English name that you used to use? Yeah, sure. So I, uh, I grew up in Korea. I, I was born in Seoul. When I was, uh, when I turned five, my parents actually started sending me to an English academy mm -hmm. uh, here in Korea. And uh, it's quite interesting how I got um, my English name because I, along with my friends, we were in this academy setting. We had this teacher and during our first day of class, he actually said, okay, we're going to fully immerse ourselves into, you know, the English speaking environment. And it would really help if we all had English names that we could address each other as. So he um, split the girls and boys up. And then he wrote some random, very um, common or easily pronounceable English names, mm -hmm. put them into a little hat and then had us draw these names out. Wow. And so I remember <laughs> I drew um, out a piece of paper and the name written on it was Claire. And so, you know, from the first day that I started this academy, I started being addressed as Claire and it was um, almost officially, I guess, my English name. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um Obviously, I've read I've read that story, and that's how mm -hmm. I kind of came across you. And mm -hmm. I know that we've we when we were speaking before this, you you told me that story, and mm -hmm. it's just so fascinating <laughs> to me. Um, mm -hmm. So, so did you actually? So, were you the one who actually went over to the kind of hat or the box, and you picked that name out? Was it, or, or did he kind of just say, "Okay, Yaren, it's your turn, and let's pick this out." 
Um, from what I remember, yeah, we just kind of stood in a line and then all took turns drawing the name out of the hat. Wow. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that, um, one of my friends' name was like Susan and the other was Lucy. And like wow. two of my friends were just kind of looking at their names and saying like, oh, wait, I kind of wanted yours. And it was like very interesting that, you know, a, a name which is supposed to kind of represent your identity. Um, although we were we were really young, but still just like kind of tossing that um, back and forth and being like, oh, I kind of want your name rather than the one that I got, yeah. um, it seemed uh, like a very lighthearted thing. But, you know, little did I know that name would kind of stick with me for a couple years down the line. Yeah, wow. And, like, how did it, do you remember how, because I know you were very young, you were five when you started at this English mm-hmm. Academy. Do mm-hmm. you remember kind of how it felt when you were being addressed as, as Claire? Like, how did that feel? Mm-hmm. I would say, um, from what I can remember, it it was very strange for sure, because at the time, I didn't even speak very good English, obviously. And yeah. so um, every time I went to this academy, and it was, I think, three to four times a week, um, and I was just a- addressed by this name, it felt obviously very foreign. Um, there were times when my teacher would say Claire and I, I wouldn't look up because, you know, mm. obviously it's not the name that I associate myself with. Um, but after a while, it started to, um, I, I guess I just got used to it and it grew on me. But, you know, it always just felt a little bit like I was um, kind of living in someone else's shoes just during those mm. couple hours that I was, you know, in that environment. And also, it was very difficult to remember the names of my other friends who, yeah. you know, also had to take on English names. So it was it took a while for sure just to get the hang of, um, you know, addressing myself with this English name and doing the same for my friends. I think at the time we were also because we were trying to, you know, learn English as quickly as possible. Instead of just uh, using the pronoun I, we would also say our name actually. So, you know, like Claire went to the supermarket or Claire loves to shop. And so it was like a double standard of Mm -hmm. isolating myself um, in these different narratives. So it it, it was very interesting, to say the least. Mm -hmm. And it's the the point you just made around, you know, you you felt kind of isolated from yourself. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that really kind of reinforces that names are such a strong part of our Mm -hmm. identity Um, and the fact that you had to use this name that was just very much randomly Mm -hmm. assigned to you it wasn't there was kind of no thought or meaning behind right like the name itself it was like you need an English name and here's like a random one that I'm gonna give you Mm -hmm. so it's yeah so I yeah a question I was going to ask you was like did your friends also call you Claire and and I know that you just said that you had to learn kind of your friends names and did you Mm -hmm. know these friends from outside the English Academy so did you also know their kind of um their real names Mm -hmm. yeah so all of these friends that I went to Academy with were also the um the same kids that I I was going to preschool with as well Mm -hmm. so um, we were all just kind of in the same school environment. And then after school, we would head on over to the academy right away. And mm-hmm. so it was um, weird because while we're in school, we would all be speaking Korean, addressing each mm-hmm. other with our Korean names. And then suddenly we go to this academy and then 
we all start, you know, speaking our very broken English and um, call each other by our English names. Sometimes we would uh, address our Korean names and then our teacher would say, oh, no, no, uh, in the classroom, it's Claire. And oh. so, again, I think it, um, it, it just took a long time to get used to. And kind of like you uh, mentioned, there isn't really a significance or meaning behind the name. And I think that's one of the other reasons why it was hard for us to get used to mm. um, addressing each other in that way. But yeah, they, they are my lifelong friends, actually. Even now, I keep in touch with some of you know, my preschool friends. And from time to time, we do, as a joke, call each other by our like English names so it's um it's it's funny yeah and with with kind of the friends that you've remained those that you remained friends with did mm -hmm. they um switch back to using their kind of actual names or have some of them kind of continued to use those English names that were assigned to them so actually all of um the friends from like preschool they all ended up uh staying in korea and okay. living you know here just their whole life whereas i uh actually ended up kind of you know going global and so i lived in the states and then the Th and then thailand for okay. um the majority of my life and so all of my other friends they switched back to their korean names permanently and i think that actually and I'll go more into detail later, but it was one of the reasons why I also didn't want to stick with the name Claire when I started mm -hmm. living abroad, because I just, I, I knew that like I had this Korean name and it meant a lot to me. Um, and so, yeah, I actually also ended up using my Korean name when I lived abroad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And let's, let's touch on that some more. So I know that you um, you did move abroad at quite a young age. Mm -hmm. um, so did did the name Claire after you left kind of your English academy? Did mm -hmm. the name Claire stay there and just stayed at the English academy, or did you take it with you when you moved abroad? Yeah. So when I was seven, my family and I actually moved to Boston, Massachusetts, and mm -hmm. um, I started going to just a regular public school. Started. Um, kindergarten and uh during that first year in the states I went by the name Claire actually okay. and so um you know people addressed me as Claire in the classroom setting and then after my first year I thought you know like this really isn't my name and I wasn't mm -hmm. really quite sure why I had to continue using it. And so this part, I, I don't remember quite well, but my parents actually told me that I asked them if I could just go back to using the name Yaren. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they hadn't put too much, you know, thought into it either. I think they just, you know, decided to sign me up for the school with my nickname Claire so mm -hmm. that it's easier for the teachers and other uh, students to pronounce. But they said, you know, if you want to use your original name, I guess, why not? And yeah. then so that's how, like, the English version or the English pronunciation of the name Yerin came about. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily enough, I think my name is actually quite easy to spell. So it's Yerin, just Y-E-R-I-N. Yeah. And I started going by Yerin starting in uh, first grade, actually. Okay. Okay. And do you remember mm -hmm. how it felt kind of switching from being known as Claire when you'd moved mm -hmm. to Boston mm -hmm. um, to then 
being addressed as the name that you wanted to be addressed as and the name that obviously has so much meaning to you because it was the name Mm -hmm. that your parents gave to you do you remember how that kind of switch felt yeah so it was actually the start of this you know very common struggle that I think a lot of um, like foreigners in you know Mm -hmm. the states or abroad experience of you know having your name mispronounced so mm-hmm. when Yaren started being written on paper um, you know like during the first week of roll call during first grade my my name was butchered quite a lot and wow, it was okay. surprising because you know in my head I thought oh Yaren is it's just five letters yeah. quite easy to spell yeah. but you'd be surprised how many people would first look at the spelling on the page and then ask me how to pronounce the name or you know very inconfidently be like urine or urine it it was yeah just a lot of different um versions of pronunciations Mm -hmm. going on and then I would always you know just tell my teachers or other students uh, and my friends you know it's it's Yaren and when I got older I found out it's a little bit easier if I just tell them um you know it's easy to pronounce my name if you think of it as Aaron with a Y mm-hmm. in front and then that mm-hmm. makes it Yaren. Mm-hmm. And then people would be like, oh, that makes sense. Like, oh, what a nice name. And so, um, yeah, I think the transition was um, a, a slight struggle in that I constantly had to, you know, tell people how to pronounce my name. And um, also because my last name is Yoon, uh, my mm-hmm. initials being YY, I am always at the end of like any roll call sheet and stuff like very very last and then so I don't know why but then I also always felt this and um not anticipation like Mm. anxiety like Mm. all the other names would be so seamlessly like Mm. read through and then my name always at the end the teacher Mm. or someone would struggle with it and then it's just like a very awkward ending to a roll call so um you know nothing that like stuck as like a very uncomfortable memory or anything but it was just again you know interesting that such dynamic was always present Mm -hmm. it's yeah I can definitely resonate with the the point about the kind of register and and being called in class Mm -hmm. so my surname's Welford so Mm -hmm. when it's by alphabetical order W Mm -hmm. is obviously very close to the end um Mm -hmm. and similar for me my name can also be mispronounced um, sometimes. So I, I definitely mm-hmm. resonate with that kind of anticipation yeah. um, of like, oh no, is my name going to be pronounced um, incorrectly? Right. And exactly. also, yeah, it's also interesting how, you know, when you said to people, oh, it's it's like Erin, but with a Y on the, uh, y mm-hmm. on, at the beginning, and then people mm-hmm. kind of, it, it made sense to people right what's interesting about that is that Erin is like a western name it's typically an Irish name mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah 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 it's typically an Irish name so it's quite interesting how because um you know you were kind of linking your name with something mm-hmm. that's like western and like potentially familiar that right. then it made sense to people and again I think it comes back to this point around like making people feel comfortable and I know that yes. you you mentioned that um your your parents just kind of put Claire down when you were mm-hmm. Claire down as the name because it would mm-hmm. be easier for others to pronounce and right. I think it definitely 
kind of says something around feeling like people have to conform um, mm-hmm. and like make things comfortable for like western people or right. yeah I think mm-hmm. it's yeah it's very very interesting I, I definitely picked up um on that point when yeah I mean I think that like um just like you said it's kind of this need to assimilate uh Mm. especially since you know in a lot of ways we are the outsider if we if we're moving to you know America or Europe um so Mm. a lot of my friends the majority of them especially those I've uh went to school with in university um my Korean friends all have nicknames and what I find interesting is that nowadays especially they don't just um come up with like random english nicknames Mm -hmm. but they actually try to find one that um is you know one easy to pronounce Mm -hmm. is common but also sounds a little bit similar to um their their korean name so um i have uh, a friend whose korean name is Mm -hmm. and he actually his english nickname is sunny and so um I think there it's cool to see that there's this, you know, deliberate effort to make their yeah. nickname somehow relevant to their Korean name, um, even if it's only on the level of, you know, like the pronunciation aspect. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think it shows this, you know, like, I don't want to get too <laughs> uh, philosophical, but, you know, mm-hmm. this like deeper need to still, you know, maintain their identity when it yeah, comes to their yeah. name and making sure that they don't steer too far away from who they who they really are mm-hmm. and I think that's important and and it makes complete sense you know if, mm-hmm. if someone is choosing to use a different name it makes mm-hmm. complete sense that they would want to find one that is linked to their existing name because they've they've tied so much meaning and so much of their identity to that so yeah it it makes sense to me mm-hmm. and I know that you've lived in quite a few different countries. Um, mm-hmm. Has there been like a particular country where you've been more kind of aware of your name? So you've had more questions mm-hmm. around your name or more discussions around it, or you've experienced more mispronunciations of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So um, earlier I'd meant to say that, yeah, when I was seven, I lived in Boston for a little bit. And then... Yeah. Uh, when I turned nine, my family and I, again, we moved and then we ended up being in Thailand for okay. um, 13 years. So, you know, the rest of elementary school, middle school, high school, I spent um, in Thailand and I actually went to an international school. Um, and, you know, it was a very English curriculum based um, setting. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I actually had friends from all over the world, which was really cool. Um, I had Polish friends, Indian friends, um, friends from, you know, Canada, France, and then all across Asia as well. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was in Thailand, I think there was slightly less of, um, you know, the struggle to have my name pronounced correctly mm-hmm. because I had Korean friends who, you know, obviously got my name right off the bat. Yeah. Um, so a lot of our teachers, though, they were from, you know, either the U.S. or from Europe or from, you know, South America, Canada. And so again, when it came to first learn, learning to address my name in um, a classroom setting, they, they did struggle a bit. But um, I think it felt a little bit less um, 
I felt a, a lot less singled out for sure than when I was mm. in the States because our classroom, you know, environment was filled with so many students from so many different yeah. backgrounds and cultures. So there was a lot of that, you know, struggle to pronounce names correctly uh, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, it was it was like a collective feeling that we had. So I think when I was in the States, um, I felt a little bit more of that mispronunciation being a very prominent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I graduated high school in Thailand, I actually ended up doing university and my master's back in the States as well. So, okay. um, yeah, when I returned to the States, uh, being, you know, up fully fledged young adult, I was, I went back to that feeling of, oh yeah, people do mispronounce my name at Mm -hmm. times. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I guess in college during, you know, the first couple weeks of class, my professors would again, ask me how my name was pronounced and ask if they were saying it right. Uh, But at that time, I think I was a little bit more um, used to it and kind of expected it more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think what, that really shows is the importance of diversity because from Mm -hmm. from what I'm hearing is when you were in Thailand Mm -hmm. you experienced um kind of being around people from loads of different countries you just listed out so many different countries and I think that really really shows the importance of of diversity Mm -hmm. and making people feel more included and more Mm -hmm. like they belong because it's a sense of um, kind of while everyone is different there's also kind of a shared understanding of you know being different as mm-hmm. well um, and yeah I, I think that that really really shows the the importance um, of having diverse environments. Yeah for sure absolutely. And have you ever considered using Claire again? So since you since you stopped using the name Claire, or um, mm-hmm. have you have you ever considered using using it again or another name again? No, actually, I haven't. Um, I'm actually I try to take a lot of pride in the name that was given to me, and mm-hmm. I think as I grow older, I and I'm always kind of you know in search of like my deeper identity. I uh, recently asked my parents, you know, like how I got my original name. So Mm -hmm. Korean names are actually based off of Chinese characters. And mine was given to me, uh, not by my parents, but actually my grandpa on my dad's side. Mm -hmm. And so um, my, the, not including my first name, Yoon, um, Mm -hmm. Yaren actually is comprised of two Chinese characters, the Ye part, um, the character symbolizes um, w- wisdom and intelligence, according mm-hmm. to my dad. And then the Rin part, which is Din, it mm-hmm. means jade or the spiritual meaning um, apparently means like wisdom gathered in tranquility. So mm-hmm. it seems like my name has this theme going on of like intelligence or wisdom. Uh, and I, I just found that really cool that there's... Mm-hmm. Um, an even deeper layer of meaning to the name that was given to me. And so um, because it holds something really special to my heart, I don't think I would ever go with another name. Mm. But I will say, um, because I've lived in the States for a long time and kind of abroad, and if I were to ever have my own kids, um, which I, I which I want to, yeah. uh, I would see myself, you know, with my family living outside of Korea again. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that means that you know, potentially there's a, there might be a need for, you know, 
my kids to maybe take on a nickname. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I don't have a nickname, so I don't necessarily think I'd want my kids to have a nickname, but maybe I'd want them to have a, um, a Korean name that's easy to pronounce in English. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of thought mm-hmm. naturally occurred to me. And while I was having that thought, it made me realize, oh, I'm already so um, accustomed to this idea that mm. names have to be assimilated to the Western yeah. culture. And yeah. so, again, it, it speaks to what we were talking about earlier, that if we see ourselves in like a, a Western or an American environment, we kind of think, OK, how can we make our name a little bit easier, a little bit mm. more culturally, you know, I guess accepted may not be the right word, but just easier to approach from, you know, someone else's standpoint. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, it's this notion of like, you have to have a name that is, makes it easy for others and comfortable Mm -hmm. for others. But then it's like, but why, why do we have to feel like we need to make it easy for someone else? Like, yeah your name if if you Mm -hmm. want to name your child a name that has a beautiful meaning and Mm -hmm. because you like that name that Mm -hmm. that should be it it shouldn't exactly well in my view it shouldn't be oh we want to make it easy for Mm -hmm. other people because it's it's not their name yeah you know and 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 also it's like well if people can pronounce like Beethoven or Mm -hmm. like Galileo right you can pronounce any name like you just practice it and and you can pronounce it um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no it's it's an interesting one for sure no yeah for sure and I really love um the kind of meaning um behind your name it's it's such a beautiful meaning and I I Uh, love that um yeah it's it's a kind of gift from your did you say your grandfather yeah my grandpa yeah so it's it's really really beautiful um what advice would you give to others who are kind of thinking about using an English name uh I would say I mean I also don't think that having you know a nickname is you know if if that's if you want one that Mm. is totally fine I think that a lot of people just from my personal experience and you know my friends around me who are um, Asian or from other countries they seem to definitely take on you know, um, a nickname just for the ease and convenience of others. But I would suggest that, you know, if if that's the sole reason, then um, just maybe to reflect one more time on how important it is for you to, you know, acknowledge your true name and the special meaning that is probably embedded in it. Um, any parent, I'm sure, took a lot of time and thought into crafting a beautiful name for their children. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important to remember that. And if it takes a couple extra seconds for a professor, a teacher, or a fellow friend who's from a different country to learn your name, that, you know, it's that's totally fine. Um, I think that people should be, you know, open and culturally embraceive not just to people's, you know, identity or cultural heritage, but to the name that's linked with it, right? So, mm, yeah, um, yeah that's, I think, what I would say. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I picked up earlier when you were speaking about your name and mm-hmm. you kind of mentioned that in Korean it's pronounced Yerin. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, and a bit, whereas, like, in, I guess, the, the English language or like British English or American English 
people mm-hmm. would pronounce it Yeren and I'm guessing you pr- you introduce yourself as Yeren mm-hmm. um, have you ever considered kind of using the more Korean pronunciation of your name mm. um I actually haven't <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I tend to um appreciate the fact that like people can say Yeren with ease in mm-hmm. itself um but yeah, I, there's like a different ring to it when people mm-hmm. say Yerin versus Yerin. And um, I, I have a colleague, um, a co-worker who is from um, Austria and he actually says Yerin. And okay. it's really cool how he says it almost with that like staccato tone that mm-hmm. is very similar to how it's kind of pronounced in Korean. But, you know, other than that, if people just call me Yaren, um, that's totally fine as well. I, mm-hmm. I've i never really thought further into it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason I um, kind of thought about that is my mom is Japanese and her mm-hmm. name in kind of British English is Harumi. Mm-hmm. Oh, but okay. in Japanese, it's Harumi. Ah, right. I've kind of obviously grown up with her being mum but when mm-hmm. she introduces herself it's hi I'm Harumi but mm-hmm. we were having a conversation the other day and she was like my name's actually pronounced Harumi mm-hmm. and it's she was speaking about how it is kind of a weird this is like Harumi is like her British mm-hmm. side and like right. her British kind of persona and identity whereas that kind of identity associated with like Harumi Mm-hmm. is kind of in Japan or like when she's speaking with like her Japanese friends or her family mm-hmm. um so yeah it's, it is it is interesting while it's like still uh you know Yerin and Yerin mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. still it's still your name right it's, they're kind of perhaps associated with like maybe Yerin is more associated with like Korea yeah. and like speaking mm-hmm. with your your family whereas yeah for might sure. be more like workplace associated or or kind of education associated yeah I mean it's hard to explain but I do sense like a slight difference when people call me Erin it sounds um slightly more informal very casual and Mm. like friendly but in like a western sense whereas Mm. when people say Yerina then it sounds you know it's how my parents address me most Mm. um and they're the ones who obviously pronounce my name that way um Mm -hmm. the most as well so then it sounds just a little bit more private I guess just because it's like in the family household um Mm. so yeah that I sense a slight difference for sure in in the Mm. way the intonation of which my name is addressed Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that so what are you up to now so I'm actually back in South Korea. Um, I finished my master's in uh, Philadelphia back in 2020. And ever mm-hmm. since, um, kind of due to COVID, I ended up mm-hmm. coming back to uh, Korea. And then right now I'm working at a company called Trich. We're, we're a startup based in Seoul and um, a B2B agriculture intelligence service. We do in-house um, sourcing and trading of all types of agriculture goods and vegetables, produce, grains, wheat. Um, we're a very fast-growing company, and mm-hmm. I'm working as a, uh, a market analyst right now. And I actually really love my job and just the working environment because um, out of the 500-plus employees, um, more than 
300 of them are actually abroad. So we have a lot of remote um, triggers all across the world, you know, in Asia, North and South America, Europe and Africa. And so, you know, almost on a daily basis, I get to speak to colleagues from so many different countries, Mm. um, all with really fascinating, cool, awesome names. Mm. And um, I actually really enjoy when I meet, you know, new triggers and um, they have like really cool names. Um, If it's slightly difficult to pronounce, it's actually a great conversation started Mm, to, you know, really familiarize my name with... um, myself with their names and how to pronounce it and um yeah so um I think that kind of the multicultural background I had just living abroad in Mm. the U.S. and in Southeast Asia just really ties in well with um the working environment I'm in now where yeah I get to just communicate with people from so many different time zones. Mm, No that's amazing and I, I love to hear that you you enjoy your work and enjoy your job I'm I'm yeah really great and how can people connect with you oh so I'm reachable um mostly by LinkedIn I also have an Instagram although the account is private um if you know anyone gives me a follow I'd happily accept Mm -hmm. so yeah LinkedIn and Instagram are um, the best ways to reach me brilliant and I will um I will tag them and mention them in the description when this podcast is um, live on any or most um, podcast platforms. Thank you so much, Yaren, um, for your Mm -hmm. time today. I've really, really loved hearing about your story. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for having me. It was so great to meet you.